0: Well, uh, arise and build according to Nehemiah. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to be builders. How many builders do we have in here? Amen. Amen. We need to build up ourselves spiritually. You can't be a builder unless you're built up yourself. Amen. The Number one, we have to build ourselves up. You know, in Jude uh, 3, It says to build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the spirit. And so that's one way that you keep yourself built up so that you can build. Amen. Build in others. You know, builders build everywhere they go. You don't have to be a. An apostle, so to speak. I'm not talking about that level of building, like building churches and ministries. But we are all called to build something, to do something in our lifetimes. Amen. And so we are all called to build and to plant around ourselves you know to take care of our little corner of the earth that god's given us dominion authority and power and it's up to us our households you know everybody in our households should be saved or on their way it's by our example and so builders are disciples of jesus who set examples for families and friends amen hallelujah well i didn't get amen but that's okay hallelujah so once you build yourself up spiritually by meditating on the word that's a good way to build yourself up praying more taking responsibility for your part in this gospel amen if you're born again everybody has a part hallelujah meditate on the word get your mind renewed this is necessary so that you can build. Amen. We need to spend time building up one another instead of tearing one another down. Amen. amen. I gotta amen to that. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, you see somebody not on the right road, you minister to them and don't go around telling everybody what they did, because the next time it may be you. Amen. Because nowadays the Bible says even the very elect will come into some type of stupidity. Amen. Not saying you have to, but saying you might. Amen. I have no intentions of ever screwing up. But I might. And if I do, don't go around talking about me. Amen. Calling everybody. You know what she did? (laughs) But that's. How us Christians act, but we're not supposed to. When you see a brother in the fall, the Bible says to, you know, minister to them and smack them. A, a, a smite or a smack from a Christian is a blessing if it's done in love. Not criticism, but in love. Amen. Hallelujah. And so you have to be really concerned. You do like you would do your children. Amen. So we need to be determined to love one another. That's the first way after we, we stay built up in the word. Um, loving one another is a good way to build one another up. Be a builder. Build on the inside of people. You know, plant that seed of love on the inside of people where they would, you know, do better, live better. Amen. Correct in love, encourage one another in love. Don't mean you have to go uh, along with dumb stuff. That's not what I'm saying. Amen. We need to spend time building up the church. Amen. Well, how do you do that? First, by giving, by helping in any way, you know, cleaning. Some people, they never want to do that. They don't think that's their job. It's somebody else's job, the one that do it all the time never their their job amen but keeping the building right giving towards things that's wrong so that you know we can get it right that that kind of thing amen being obedient just being obedient is one way of 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 building up the church supporting supporting the people in the church bringing people to church that's not we don't do that helps support the church amen it builds the church because we're builders amen so all these things help us to build and create those things that are in the heart of god as long as you're obeying god and you're doing what concerns god you're building the church you're a builder amen so we need to continue to be builders But you cannot build without a foundation. And that's why most people are not builders, because they don't have a foundation to build on. Amen. Amen. So there must be uh, a seed on the inside of the heart of the people of God for them to build on. Y'all understand? God puts something in your heart, and then you build on that. Nehemiah was a builder, and it, God placed in his heart the responsibility or the the I, I want he felt responsible to rebuild the wall in Jerusalem, but God put that caring on the inside of him, where he he just had to it was a like a burden on the inside of his heart, where he felt like he had to rebuild those that wall. Because if he didn't do that, he was not going to rest because God put that seed in his heart. Are y'all here today? Amen. What did God put place in your heart? Like Nehemiah, did God place something inside of your heart that you have to see to it that it gets done? Yes, he did. Because if you're standing for anything, then that seed is in your heart. That's why you can't let it go. You want to run from it, you want to shoot it, you want to bury it, it ain't going nowhere. Well, that's how Nehemiah was. He wanted to get rid of that problem, but he couldn't. He felt responsible. See, anything, anything that you take a stand for God in, it's your responsibility to see to it getting done, to see it through to the end. I'll give you an example You've heard of these young Christian girls and boys, and they're now putting that ring on their finger, and they're saying, promise ring, and they're vowing to God before man and before heaven that they're not going to have sex before marriage. And so they're making a vow or a promise to God. And so this is something that God put in their hearts, although people make fun of them and laugh at them but they god put that in their heart and it's like a burden for them to carry and see it through amen, amen. and so it's things like that standing for marriage standing for household salvation um, standing to have a, a husband before children and things like that and these are burdens or these are seeds that are placed on the inside of your heart that you can't get out of doing and that make that makes sense and that's where nehemiah was with building rebuilding this wall amen and i think that's why it's in there because we're supposed to get that from reading the book of nehemiah god puts a desire for something on the inside of your heart and then there's a passion there do you agree there's a desire to see something come to fruition and that thing is on the inside of you and you can't shake it amen and you have to see it through. Now, why does it take so long? Because Nehemiah back then, you know, I don't know how long four months was, but he labored. And he, as many people was in Jerusalem, he was the one that God put that seed in his heart. And he labored for four months praying and building himself up and, and laboring with this problem of the crumbled walls that needed to be erected again. So whenever God puts on your heart something that's crumbled or dead or needs reviving or needs to come alive again, that's a seed that God put in your heart. It ain't something that you just decided to do. Do you agree with that? Those things come from God and that's why you can't shake them amen a lot of people quit serving because they feel like they can't see this thing through and that's a, the burden that comes with the job because it is a job from god and then people say well he didn't tell me that god never said that yes he did because you know it's a, it's a burden for you he put it on the inside of you because jerusalem it was many people that could have went to that wall and did what jeremiah did but god dropped the seed in him yeah, exactly. amen he put that seed on the inside of his heart and so when god put plant a seed on the inside of you and you'll know when it's something of god because you keep going back to it Well, i dropped that thing and you'll keep going back because it ain't going nowhere Amen. I don't know if that's good news or bad news. <laughs> Whew. You know, we, we think of all these different ways we could do a shortcut. But then as we live, we see it won't work. Because even in our, with our spiritual sense and spiritual minds, we know that it's not going to work. And so we must stay on the job. Amen. Now, when Nehemiah was attempting to restore this wall, see, this is really a story of restoration. Amen. And when he was preparing to restore this wall, there, he went through a lot of emotional stuff. Amen. And one of the things that usually come up is that you take a good look at yourself. see this is a learning process because god could have supernaturally erected the building or got some people a team of people just like god can he can get your job done you know what i'm saying but sometimes he takes you the long route because there's something you need to know something we need to learn so one thing that god shows me is we need to ask him what is it That's involved in this situation that I need to learn. What do I need to learn from this? It's okay to ask him. Amen. I never thought to ask him until in the latter years. I was too busy going through. Y'all understand? (laughs) Amen. But we need to ask God, what is it that I'm supposed to be learning from this situation? And if you're missing it, say, God, help me to understand and know what it is that i'm supposed to be learning from this situation amen because god puts the desire for things on the inside of us it's a passion and it's a desire and we are to see it to fruition and we already know that but because he lays it on our hearts we should be obligated we are obligated to see these things through amen amen Amen. It wakes you up in the morning, this, this passion, this seed that God places on the inside of your heart to do. Because, see, really, this is a, a work of God. It ain't a work of man. This is a work of God. Amen. And I know most people don't like to look at it like that, but we got to call it what it is. It's God's work. Amen. God has called you to do a great work for him. Why? So that he'll get the glory out of your life amen everybody watching amen and so he places that seed inside of your heart you think it's your idea to take a stand for something it's all god amen if it's nothing but to see your children and your grandchildren serve god and get saved amen that's a seed that he put in your heart hallelujah and so that's why you can't shake this thing That's why it seems like it won't go nowhere. That's why every time you say you're going to quit and I I go find me a baby daddy, (laughs) you don't do it. Because it's God. Amen. And you know that God has a more excellent way for you to get what you want. Because it's already done. He's already done it. But he's just waiting on us to learn something. Really, he's waiting on us to get our attitudes and our our um, mind stabilized, you know. And when we that's why I'm saying we need to ask God, what is it that I'm supposed to be learning from this situation? And when we learn or when we find out what it is, sometimes God is just trying to teach us some patience. Amen. Because it's bad to be hyped up and... Um, you know no n- not a patient person you know it's bad to have a boss like that because they'll ride you like a donkey because they're they don't have any patience and so all these things have to be taught by God patience and really God just wants a deeper relationship with us amen and so he has what we need and he'll give you what you want but sometimes these situations create relationship with him and us (laughs) we get to know him a little better amen so these things you can't shake you try but they're there every morning when you look in the mirror unless you block it out and then it always comes back something always feels out of line amen And so it's kind of like something in your life needs tweaking or something needs to be adjusted. That's the seed that God put on the inside of you that you must carry to fruition. You must do this amen like nehemiah his his burden was to repair the walls of jerusalem but with us it can be many many things amen and so god will do this sometimes because he wants the attention of the people that's watching you that you don't know about amen because he wants these people to know for sure that he is the lord thy god and you've been chosen for a great work and it's an honor but we get mad. <laughs> God know all about your tick, your biological tick, type, whatever that is, ticking. He knows all about that. He knows. And he wants to do, you know, Sarah, just, what did he tell Sarah? It took her 20 years. And she was already 80 when it started. But it took her 20 years, to, she and her husband, to to start to trust God. And that's all he's trying to do is develop a trust and look what he did for us. Amen. Who would have thought that we, because of him, we were grafted into the promises of God. Amen. If it weren't for Abraham and Sarah and their faith, we wouldn't be sitting up uh, trusting God to do something impossible for us that man can't do. Amen. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. Okay, we all fall in unbelief but God is using them as an example to show you that if they can come out of unbelief so can we and receive the promise so let's go to Haggai first Uh, we'll go back to Nehemiah the book of Haggai hallelujah I was going to tell you where it is but you have your your mobile devices (laughs) hallelujah Haggai uh 1, verse 2, verse chapter, verse 2, it says, Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say the time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Now, here's some outsiders. Here's people. So you can't listen to people. Amen. Only God knows when the house should be built. And when I say house should be built or any kind of building, what I mean is the thing that God has you standing for, waiting for that thing to come to fruition. Are y'all here today? So it says, thus saith, thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, the people says, the time has not come that the time that the Lord's house shall be built. Then the word of the Lord came by Hagar, the prophet, saying, it is. Is it time for, wait a minute, is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in ruins? See, the people had their houses all fixed. They had their pleasures and comforts. They've been begging God, please, please do this, do this for them. But when it was time to build a house of God, they said it ain't time. (laughs) Verse 5 says, Now, therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. Now, pay attention to this. It's very important. You've sown much and bring little. Can anybody identify with that? Amen. You eat, but do not have enough. You know, the barn ain't never packed full. You know, we always come into a season of underflow instead of overflow. It says, you drink, but you are not filled with drink. And you clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put into a bag with holes. Blow it time they get it or his Uncle Sam takes it. Amen. And you ducking and dodging him and he still finds you. Verse 7 says, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Amen. See, success is guaranteed only if you are in obedience. Amen. So verse eight says, Go up to the mountains and bring wood and build a temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, saith the Lord. See, that's just like people that don't believe in giving to the church. Complain, them the biggest complainers. We need a new church. We can bear we don't have paid the rent here. How are we going to get a bigger church and a better church? Because you can't get it off $20 uh, uh, a basket that don't do it. I mean, I'm just telling you the truth. See, that's the, that was these kind of Christians right here. It says, verse 9, You looked for much, but indeed it came to little. And when you brought it home, it blew away. Why? says the Lord of hosts because of my house that is in ruins see we need to build a church we need to build a church because the church is supposed to be in us and we're builders like nehemiah and so we need to build ourselves up on our most holy faith praying in the spirit then you plant seeds of love in other people quit dragging people down build them up and when you see them in a fault you take them to the side. Don't tell everybody what they did. Don't be telling people's business because it ain't nobody's business. People can tell their own business. You know, I'm just saying. It ain't yours to tell. You know, you got to draw the line somewhere. Amen. I'm just preaching today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so that's why the Lord is telling these people, look, consider your ways because you really ain't got nothing. He says, You got a little bit of wine and it, drink, and you're still thirsty. You got this, you know. You still, you got a few clothes, but you don't have enough. They wear out. He's saying, You really, you, you earn wages and you, you waste it. He's saying, Consider your ways. Give to Him first. Build a temple. Build the church. Build it with your love. Build it with your expertise. You know, when, when we were in the church, my sister, you know, she has a, a double master's. Both of them does. And we offered our services to the church. My sister Louise, she did the offering for years. She didn't charge them a dime. She kept their books, good books. And when they went to the, uh, to get the, the, what's those people? The people that me and Joffrey used to have to go. So the book accountant, right. When we they went to the accountant, everything was always right, just as ours was. We, you offer your services to the church. You don't always come to get something. Amen. Taking That's that's a robber. Amen. So these people, and then God was looking at them and saying, y'all barely making it. Y'all not living in overflow. You're living in underflow. And this is what, see, in the devil, he puts binders on people, make you think you got a lot when you really don't. Amen, because you could have so much more. You look for much, but indeed, it came to little. This is verse 9. It says, and when you brought it home, I blew it away. (laughs) I blew it away. Why? (laughs) Says the Lord of hosts. Because of my house that is in ruins, while every one of you runs to his own house. So in other words, he's saying, look, I didn't give you no favor. Didn't give you no mercy and no grace. That's what he's saying. By blew it away, I didn't help you out. All of this was done out of your arm of flesh. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see verse ten. Therefore, the heavens above you withheld the dew, and the earth withheld its fruit. Anyway, he said, "I'm calling a drought. I'm gonna let you see what it really feels like to not have." But I think what Haggai is trying to say is that we take care of God's things first. God put a burden inside of you. Really, it's a seed on the inside of you to carry to fruition. And what you do with this seed is up to you. We all have a job to do. Amen. And he wants to just get the glory. That's why he's involved in this. All he wants you to do is just obey. You know, show a little love, do a whole lot of forgiving become almost invisible which it don't hurt no more amen that didn't kill me thought it would it didn't you'd be surprised what we can handle for his glory not for me i was chosen we're all chosen amen and so this is what nehemiah the builder is really all about it's time for people to arise and build. Amen. In other words, it's like what Pastor Bart was saying yesterday. Put your faith has a corresponding action. Get out of the boat. Amen. And show your faith to get what you need. Because although you're doing okay, God can give you more. He can, do, he can help you more and give you better. And it is time. That's the season we're in. We're in the season where you come out of the closet boxing. Amen. To get what God has promised. Not to do anything else. Not to do things on your own. You waited this long. Get it from God. Get what God has for you. And it takes faith. And you can, you will, and you must. Because God is with us. And he has carried us this far. Amen. Fear will cause you to accept how things are. You ever been there? And you say, oh, well, I'll make it on my own. Who needs whatever? And you can be satisfied, but that's a false, it's a false thing. Amen. Fear will also, looking in the natural, throws you off. And and you just say, well, I'm just going to just be by myself or whatever it is, you know. And I don't need nobody. Then you start to build a wall up around yourself. God doesn't want that. All he's doing is he's using us as examples for the world. Amen. So arise and build. Build your church. Build your family build whatever it is that you you know this is including ministry evangelism it's time you tell people about jesus because we're living in the in the last days amen hallelujah so god wants us to get instructions from him because this is a great work he's called us to do he's called us to a great work each and every one of us amen amen and then we'll look back and say how much time did i waste amen it's time to sink or swim it's time to desire what god's promised you if the desire left which that happens he'll put the desire back in you if you ask him amen hallelujah and sometimes it's as simple as a phone call or it's just a change of attitude you know it's stop waiting for somebody to be nice you be nice to them amen (laughs) amen I wait no people to change you change just telling you what God told me if it works for me it'll work for you let's go to Ephesians 6 hallelujah well I tried to have a nice little (laughs) nice little water water uh, message rain message (laughs) but it just didn't work Hallelujah. Ephesians 6. Bless you. Hmm. Looking in the wrong place. Okay, Ephesians 6.10. And it just talks about, finally, my brethren. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And this is the, your my message to you. This is what God wants you to know. To be strong in his might, not yours. We've been trying to be strong in our own might and power. Is that not right? We've been trying to hang in there. And you know how you don't feel like you can make it another day? I'm just tired. I'm not getting on that van one more time. And so you, you go in your might instead of putting that burden on God. Cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. And when we cast our cares upon the Lord, he's the one that gives us the spirit of might and power. He gives us the, the strength to go to the finish line. He's the one that's going to give you the courage and the strength to come to him like we're supposed to do. And get our needs met. And get that prize. Amen. Because there's the finish line. But we got to cross the finish line. God's going to help us. Because he's given us instructions. Have you noticed that? Every day he's given us instructions on how to get to the finish line. And it's with your faith. Amen. Your faith will see you through. In fact, listen, the faith that you have had, and you may have lost it along the way because of discouragement. Do you know your faith will find you? I'm telling you. When I found that out, I said, oh, you know, the Holy Spirit will send that faith that you once had because of discouragement or just plain old just being tired of being tight. And that that faith will find you. If you're where he can if you're somewhere where he can you can be found. In other words, if you ain't somewhere doing something you not supposed to do, that faith will find you. And God will, will encourage you to be strong in the Lord in the power of his might, not yours. And so in other words, God just wants us to talk to him. And and you know ask him you know god i need more power i need whatever i repent whatever it is you need to do do it amen like mary told the servants whatever my son tell you to do do it cuz god is with us like never before i'm telling you it's so it's just a good time to be serving god i'm glad i'm serving god around this time <laughs> it's just Because you know what? If you don't know nothing else, know this, that this is the season for big miracles. This is a season for miracles. This is a season where you can get whatever you want from God. Amen? You can get whatever you want from God. But you got to believe this. You know, if you haven't believed it any other time, believe it now. Believe it now because now's the time to believe for miracles because God is, you know what, and I believe this is why. Because God is sick and tired of seeing his people without. Amen. Ain't nobody t- more tired of that than him. He is tired of that. He wants us to have life and it more abundantly. Amen. Abundant life is what God wants us to have. He's all about abundance, amen. But you got to be willing to risk, risk everything for God. Risk your, let me tell you what you need to be able to risk, your pride, stuff that's going to catch you up, you know. Risk loving and maybe it not may not come back to you. You know, risk something. You got to be able to risk something. Are y'all here today? And so you got to be willing to risk your your bad attitude. You got to be able to risk something, amen? And put it on the line and just say, God, you know what? I drop it. And the devil is a liar, amen? And he is a liar. And so you got to be able to risk everything that you have. Hallelujah. Now, whoever's out there messing with them cars, Father, I just command that their tongue cleave to the roof of their mouth. And I command that they go in Jesus' name. We plead safety over everything that we have in Jesus' name. And Satan, I command you to clean these these drains right now in Jesus' name. I command all of the debris to go in the name of Jesus. I declare safety over this place. Every car. And we thank you, Father. We thank and bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, where were we? Yeah, the devil's a liar. Yeah, so we need, we have to be able to risk. We need to be willing, I'll put it like, willing to risk your reputation. What I mean by that is people going to laugh at you. Let them laugh. Let them say, oh, you're stupid or you're out of order. Well, you don't went this far. <laughs> you know what? If you're wrong, God will correct it and cover you. He will. He'll cover you. And so whatever it is that you need to do, do it. Amen. Amen. It's like Pastor Barb was saying yesterday. She was saying, I'd rather go out and and put my faith to action and make a mistake and let God reel me back than to just sit up and be satisfied and hype. <laughs> Stuff has been going when you know it ain't what you want. Amen. 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 And so what we need to do is we need to... Be willing to risk everything for God. Because, see, we're talking about something that God's going to get the glory for. Yes. God's going to get the glory for this. You know, the more people you know that you're a Christian, the more people it's going to affect. Amen. Amen. So we need to put the action to our faith to get this, do this one thing that God is asking us to do for him. And stop I- ignoring the discontentment. Y'all know where I'm, what I'm saying? Anybody know where I, where I am? The discontentment in your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. The discontentment in your heart. That feeling of incompleteness, that feeling that something is missing, the feeling that you just need something else, you know, it's, it's that's discontentment. Amen. Man. But God has put a promise in your heart, and that's really what's, what it is. Y'all hearing me? And it's a spiritual thing. You've been working, waiting, praying, expecting and standing. It's time to possess. Amen. Hallelujah. And you possess with your faith. Amen. And this is where Nehemiah was. He 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 pondered and he was concerned about that wall because he wanted to build that wall back. Amen. It's because Jerusalem was known as a, a great city and still is, the home of Jesus. And he just, God put that burden on him to figure it out. And, he, and we will figure it out. Amen. But it's all in what you expect from God. Amen. And we can do this because it's not too hard. So God, these things are important. And you notice we put real quick to put these things on the back burner. Yeah. These God things, these God issues, I should call them. Let's go to the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah, sorry about that, two, Nehemiah two, so as we know, Nehemiah was a cupbearer to the king, I I don't know, (laughs) Asiat. Artex, or whatever, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, our exorcist, whatever. Our taxorcist, whatever. His name, him, that person. He was the king. Now he, he uh, uh, Nehemiah was the cupbearer. Now what does a cupbearer do? As you know, he tastes everything before the king tastes it. And if he lives, then the king eats it. If you don't croak, if you don't croak. <laughs> fall over, bend over. <laughs> Then it's okay. Then the king eats everything that he drinks. Nehemiah tasted it first. And everything that he consumed, Nehemiah tasted it first. So he, he had the best of the best. Amen. But there was, a, he didn't, you know, there was a fine print with it. It's just like all those medications that you can get to make you sleep. But then the fine print, it could blow out your kidney. It can <laughs> blow out your, you know, all of this, the fine print. Yeah, just to get some sleep, you can trade up a kidney or a liver. <laughs> so this, this, that was the fine print on his job. I'm sure his job description didn't have it on there really big. But anyway, that was his job, amen. Hallelujah. He was a cupbearer. He prayed for four months about this thing, about rebuilding the wall. Anytime God rebuilds something, that's restoration. So that's really what I'm trying to say to you. Verse 2, Therefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art sick? Because, see, he knew had nobody poisoned him because he'd have been dead. He said he ain't sick. So why is your countenance so down? And he said, this is uh, nothing else but sorrow of the heart. And that's what I want to talk about. Sorrow of the heart. Amen. Sorrow of the heart comes when you wait and wait and wait and never receive the promises of God. Are y'all here today? Sorrow of the heart comes and you, you get discouraged and you start to think that God is not thinking about you. But God is thinking about you all the time. I made up my mind and I'm gonna believe that. Amen. God is I'm on God's mind every day, all the time. Amen. He's thinking about me. Amen. Hallelujah. So you gotta stop thinking that God ain't thinking about you. Amen. His thoughts are not like ours, they're higher. And you can, but you can know, and this is one thing I know I'm off the subject, but I'm just going to tell you this right now you can know the mind of Christ. Amen. If you're born again, and if you uh, meditate on the word, praying in the spirit, and you've got all of the things, doing the things that you, you can know the mind of Christ. But you cannot spiritually discern God's mind and heart with your carnal brain now that's what you cannot do amen. everything that god does is spiritually discerned that's why people miss god because they're in the flesh and you can't even if you're a serious person if you don't have spiritual discernment you won't know the mind of christ but you can amen you can yeah, but you gotta be a, a, a real one of the real christians not a fanatic But a spiritual Christian, you know, they are spiritual and carnal Christians. And so, if you're spiritual, you can know, and you know. And so, Nehemiah knew the heart of God, and he knew that God wanted this wall to be repaired. God wants restoration; He wants it. Amen. Amen. But you got to be able to willing to risk something to get it it's just like sow a seed everything you get in the kingdom is you comes from a seed god put that seed in your heart whatever it is that you want him to give you but you got to be willing to do haggai 2 1 what we read consider didn't he say consider your consider your heart consider your attitude got to be willing to drop something Amen. Hallelujah. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is your countenance sad, seeing thou art sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of the heart. And when I was very sore, then I was very sore afraid. And said unto the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchre, lieth waste? And the gates thereof are consumed with fire. And then the king said unto me, For what doth thou make request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said unto the king, If it please the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldst send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulcher, that I may build it. And the king said unto me the queen also sitting by him for how long shall thy journey be and when and when will thou return so it pleased the king to send me and I set him a time Moreover I said unto the king if it pleases the king let letters be given to me to the governors beyond the river that they may convey me over until I come unto Judah now he's asking a lot of the king, Now, let me tell you something about this king. He's a moron and a crazy man. They said some man asked him something. I can't remember. he split him in half. He wanted to go somewhere, so he split him in half so he could be there and be at the other place. That means, don't come asking me, can you go nowhere?" or you'll go." <laughs> that's the type that's the type of that's what he that's who he was talking to, okay. Gotta be willing to go before a moron. Yeah, that's right. Now that's who he's talking to. Now just 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 remember. It's a crazy person. But he went and he's asking him, number one, can I be away and I'm not gonna be here to taste your food. <laughs> that's number one. Number two, I want a letter to the people in Jerusalem. Uh announcing me that I'm coming so I won't have no problem with the people in the city. And then I think he's going to ask for a team to go with him, an entourage. Amen. See, you don't know what you can get until you ask. But you got to be willing to be told no. <laughs> and he went before this, this crazy man. Amen. <laughs> and I just thought I'd throw that in, make it a little more juicier. It says, in verse 8, in a letter unto Asthop, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the palace, which, was that, appertain to the house, and for the wall of the city, and for the house that I shall enter into, and the king granted me, according to the good hand of my God upon me. See, now God, in other words, God will give you the boldness. So I'm just saying this to you. When you go in faith to receive whatever God has, I don't care whether it's a job or promotion, whatever it is that you need, God will, will open that door if you talk to him first. Amen. And he'll give you whatever it is you need to do something impossible. Amen. See, we just try to do it without God and go ain't get done. But if we please God, see, you got to check yourself before you get something from God. And we know that. That's why we don't go to him for certain things. We try to do it ourselves. But some things you can do, things like that in this life, but the big things you can't. you got to come correct, as the world says. And that's what he had to do. And it paid off for him. He says, God told me to do this, and he didn't give him any trouble. Verse 9, then I came to the governors beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. See, he had an entourage. When Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the servant, the Amorite, heard of it, and listened to the devil, here comes the devil, it grieved them exceedingly that there was, that there was come, a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel, so I came so I came to Jerusalem and was there three days, and I arose in the night and I and, and in the night, I and some few men with me, neither told I any man what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. You see, God puts that in your heart when you take a stand it ain't for you god has put that in your heart please know that amen it ain't about you it's about the principle it's about god because he has a lot of lives tied up in this whole venture he's got set, and it's always salvation it's always peace it's always good and don't try to count the cost you know don't count the cost just stand in god's authority amen so it says god had put in my heart to do it jerusalem neither was there any beast with me save the beast that i wrote that i wrote upon and i went out by night by the gates of the the valley even before the dragon well and to the dung port And viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down, and the gates thereof were consumed with fire. Then I went on to the gate of the fountain, and to the king's pool, but there was no place for the beast that was under me to pass. Then I went up in the night by the brook, and viewed the wall, and turned back, and entered by the gate of the valley, and so returned and the rulers knew not whether i went or what i did see now this is something you have to understand you can't tell your business to everybody move when god say move amen well if it's god i can do it time. timing is important you know so you move when god say move you obey him because this ain't your thing this is god's thing amen Amen. He knows when the the best time to do things. Okay, so verse 17, I think that's where I am. Then said I unto them, ye see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more a reproach. Amen. Like Detroit. Detroit. A reproach, but God is removing that reproach. Amen. Just wait and see. That that work that we do when we get on that band and we go to Detroit and we pray those prayers, I'm telling you, changes are being made already. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, see, that's the same, that's the same seed that he put in Pastor Barb for Detroit. That's why she been fought so much there, ridiculed, talked about, deserted. Y'all see how the devil and see it's the sand ballots of Detroit (laughs) that's coming down. Because you got to call out the big dogs when you're fighting these devils. Can't just get them little nice intercessors. You got to get these intercessors that's willing to war. Amen. Hallelujah. Them little nice little prissy ones just you know it's no time for that it's time to get the job done amen so hallelujah but that's an example of this wall let's see verse 19 did i finish 18 no i don't think i let me do the latter part let me do 18 again it says then i told them of the hand of my god which was good upon me uh as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me, that they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. Strengthened their hands. That's what we need to do. They prayed. They strengthened their hands, turned it over to God, and obeyed him. 19, but when Samballat the Horonite and Tobiah the servant, the, Air, the Amorite, And Geshem, the Arabian, heard it. They laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, What is this thing that ye do? Will ye rebel against the king? Then answered I to them and said unto them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Are y'all here today? See, that's all you got to tell these sand that don't want to see you prosper. Don't want to see you with nothing. Going to talk about, God didn't tell you to do that. Amen. The God, my God will prosper us. Therefore, (coughs) we, his servants, will arise and build. And that's what I'm saying to you today. Arise and build. Make up your mind that you're going to see this thing, whatever God's doing in this hour, you're going to see it through. Change your attitude about it. Amen. Hallelujah. Change your heart about it. And say, you know what? I'm going all the way to the finish line. Hallelujah. But I'm doing it in the name of the Lord. Because this is God's business. See, this, this, this wall, really, God has not been mentioned much. But this was the holy city, Jerusalem, which still stands today and still fighting the same fight. But if it hadn't been for people like Nehemiah and others that have protected and respected the holy city, Jerusalem, and stood for them. And did you notice that Arabian person? Still trying to take the city down. Y'all, y'all, y'all here? <laughs> hey, but we love everybody. But, you know, the Bible don't lie. Amen. Hallelujah. The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore, we his servants will arise and build. But ye have no portion, nor right, nor m- memorial in Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. And so um, we might go a little bit further. But let's go to Second Samuel 2. We can come back to Nehemiah. 2 Samuel 2. And is there a lot hooked up with your life and God and a big Yes, it is. Worthy of being printed in a new Bible called the Latter-day Bible. (laughs) But God didn't tell us to write it. Amen. (laughs) In fact, he said, don't add nothing, don't take away from nothing that's already been written. But when we get to heaven, we'll be able to. You know, hear God say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And not only that, but in life, on life, before you leave this life, you have a great life. God will bless you, multiply you, hallelujah, give you the desires of your heart. It's well worth the obedience factor. 2 Samuel 2, 7. Hallelujah. I'm almost finished. This is now, therefore, let your hands be strengthened and be valiant. For your master Saul is dead, and also the house of Judah has anointed me king over them. And this is David talking. Finally, you know, David, he was called by God to do a great thing. You know, he was in the the, uh, pasture, herding sheep. And then, you know, and his brothers were were more popular, but God called him to kill Goliath. Amen. So, you know, things could be one way one day and then another way the next day. So don't ever think things are going to stay the same. They don't stay the same. Amen. And now in this time, in this dispensation of the grace of God things are changing quick I'm telling you you look you see how quick 2014 came in here and left scary it came and did what it was going to do and it left amen I'm telling you things are one way one day and then they change and things are you know life is over quick amen because there's a rumor out about my age and I'm still calling the devil a lie because I don't I don't know nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? That ugly rumor. (laughs) So, you know, life is moving on, escalating. And we have to get these things done on earth so that God can get the glory. Amen? Because people are going to hell every day. Don't think they're not because they are. Amen. But Nehemiah didn't fear. Well, he feared, but he didn't let fear stand in the way. Amen. So he, so when he felt fear, the Lord told him to allow me to strengthen your hand, just like it is here in Second Samuel. Allow me to strengthen your hand. Amen. Did I finish reading that in verse 7? And be valiant, for your master Saul is dead, and also the house of Judah has anointed me king. In other words, look, I'm not running from him no more i'm the man you better get used to me amen hey now i love it he finally took his position see he in other words what what david did is he finally stepped up and got out the boat amen he got out the boat took his position because god had called him to be king you know Saul had him on the run was gonna kill him And he was eating in the desert, eating wild locusts and honey and doing all of these things because he had fear. But God says, today I'm going to strengthen your hands, amen, and make you strong so that you can stand against all of this fear, all of this stuff that the devil's been putting you on the run. Those days are over, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Let's go back to Nehemiah. Let's go to Nehemiah 2, no, Nehemiah 3, verse 32. I wrote that down for some reason. Let's see what's there. It says, in between the going up of the corner unto the sheep gate, repair the goldsmith and the merchants. That's not what I wanted. But he had everybody working on that working on his uh let's see. Let's go back to two, Nehemiah two. Go to verse seventeen. Then said I unto them, see ye the distress that was what that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waste. And okay, now I know why I wrote that down. Because there's a a, a thing that may have to happen. And, and this is what Nehemiah did. God told him, you're going to have to go public with this thing. Sometimes you got to go public. Yeah. Don't stone me. <laughs> See, sometimes you don't want people to know what you're doing. I'm standing for this or I'm believing in that. When it's time, God will say, tell it. It's good not to tell the devil. Don't let the devil know your business. But at, at a certain time, when you've, you're working with God, you understand your position, you're been, you, your hands have been strengthened, and you're in faith, you will have to go public. And that's what Nehemiah did when he went to the people and said, you know, I want you to help me. And they helped. He got the help that he wanted. Of course, he had his papers in his pocket from the king, which didn't help. But see, you got your papers from the king, too. Amen. (laughs) So there'll come a time. I don't tell things until God tells me to. You know, certain things you can say and certain things you can't. But about my situation, when when God tells me to share it with people, I do. Amen. And so... Not that I'm trying to keep it a secret, but who cares? Let's go to Luke 9. Almost done. Just being in God, you know, Be let him tell you. And let him lead you to the right person to, to share it with. Because see that, you know how it is we're trying to work in secrecy. That will get on your nerves too can't trust nobody that'll get on your nerves god will lead you to people that you can trust amen okay luke nine sixty two. and jesus is talking and he says no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of god so there's things you got to let go. You got to let go of the past. I'm talking about to get the biggie from God. Get a miracle from God. Hide it in your heart. Share only with those that he's told you to share with. Be strengthened by might in your inner man. Allow God to put strength in your hands. Amen. What was this last one? Y'all don't know. Know the plow hmm don't look back don't look back even at your past successes that'll get you in a rope of dope too because see let me tell you how satan come he either come against you or he come you did this and you did you know trying to pump up your flesh because when he after you he just after you and he got to use somebody and so you have to dis- discern from him from from god who's legit and who's not and so don't look back at your the good things you've done amen Amen? because that'll get you in trouble i'm telling you just like looking at your bad past don't look at that keep moving keep it moving and keep moving on the good things Amen. Because I'm telling you, if people don't appreciate you for your good stuff, they just crazy anyway. So just keep moving. Keep it moving with God. Hallelujah. Paul spent nine years in development. No, you know, when he got knocked off that horse, and he was on the backside of the desert or wherever he was, and God had to develop him. This is why some things take a long time. You're being developed. Amen. Amen. Moses was on the back side of the mountain 40 years. He was being developed. Amen. He had been, in, and he could have been in Pharaoh's house, because that's where he was born. But he, you know, he wanted to work for God. And, you know, so I guess we could all go out in the world and do good. <laughs> you know, some people are always threaten you. I could go do this. I could go do that. We can all go do something dumb. You know, and have a good time. Have a blast. But it's for a season. You know, that stuff that you get by toiling and with your flesh, anything that you get from the world is for a season. It's not for you to keep. Amen. But Moses came from the backside of the desert, and he parted the Red Sea when he was developed. Amen. Job had boils on his skin, and he was God's man. And he was tried and tested. And his little Christian friends turned on him because they liked seeing him get stuck, being stung, because they weren't real. They were fake. Amen. But he got up. Even his wife turned against him and said, curse God, but he didn't do it. You know how some things could just be so bad you get mad at God? She wanted him to curse him and die. But he didn't. And he got double for his trouble. Amen. For his, uh, you know, for his, what is that? For his shame. Yeah, for his shame. He got double. Amen. Was the richest man in that region. Most beautiful kids. Everybody's jealous of what he had. Amen. But he lost everything. But he didn't give up on God. Amen. Didn't quit. Hallelujah. Amen. Philippians 3 is the last one I'm going to tell you. Philippians 3. I don't care who come against you and talk about you. Don't worry about that. It's because you're in God's hand. Amen. What you do is you just stay with God. Because he's the one that can help you. People can't help you. Amen. You know, what's limited with God and what's impossible with man, I'm sorry, limited with with man, what's impossible with man is possible with God. God is the only one that can give you a miracle. People can't do that. They can love you and they can help you. And a lot of them can put you down. But God will never, ever, ever turn his back on you. Amen. He won't. And he hasn't. It may seem like he has, but he has not. So Philippians 3.17, it says, brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. It says, for many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross whose end is destruction and whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame whose mind is in earthly things for our conversation is in heaven from from whence also we look for our Savior Jesus Christ who shall change our vile body then it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working, whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. So we're, we're builders. We're building. We're not running anymore. We're not ashamed. Amen. Hallelujah. And all I can tell you to do is meditate on the word and get your mind ready to receive the promises of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So arise and build. Don't sit still anymore just looking for day in, day out to come and go. But arise and build. Let your, your hands uh, be strengthened and your heart be sharpened by God because better is coming. Amen. Better, better is here. Yeah, better is here. I'm sick of this coming. It's here. All won't walk into this. All can, but all won't, because some won't believe it, and some won't be willing to give up some things. It's like Haggai and Haggai. We read said, so "Get your attitude right. Like, check yourself." All won't be willing, but all can. All of us can move into overflow, but all won't because some people are just too angry and hurt to move on and leave things behind. That's why God says you got to leave stuff behind. Failures, all of your, you got to let that go. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Start over with God amen that's what i like about god he don't care how bad you messed up he's willing every day to give you a fresh start every day amen but we waste a lot of time and so we need to be builders start building now on what you want for the future for your future family your future children you know everything future grandchildren future spouses you know whatever it is you start today Amen. Because what's impossible with man is possible with God. And God is just getting started. Amen. And don't be jealous of nobody's victory if you don't want yours. Amen. Because God gives everybody the same opportunity. You know that thing on the inside of some people that say it may happen for them, but it'll never happen to me, me. That's you. That's you allowing the devil to minister to your mind. And I'm going to tell you, the only way you can get that cleaned up is renew your mind. Change your thinking. You gotta Even the world has gotten a hold of that. Joyce Meyer's book is uh, always on the best uh, ten, whatever that, top selling. And you know who's buying most of her books? The world. The world. Christians don't spend as much money on those books as the world. Because they're understanding, oh, you mean all I got to do is think different to get a blessing and stop thinking like I think? Change how I think? Uh Uh-huh. They're getting hold of that. And so, you know, we have to show them that we're wise in our own world. Amen. They can't come in here in the kingdom and take anything from us. Amen. All right. Why don't we stop? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that we're living at such a time as this to be blessed by you. Father, that you've given us such an awesome responsibility that the, you know, that this is what the Lord is saying. He's saying the calling and the gift of, giftings of God are without reproach. And so he's saying if he called you long time ago, that calling is st- and it will be there to the day you die. You will answer the call. Amen. We must all answer. The call and god loves us he is not mad at nobody he ain't mad at nobody in here he wants to help us amen so father we thank you and we bless you and lord we repent for not fulfilling your call and doing what we're supposed to do and we thank you lord we want you to strengthen our hands and we thank and praise you in jesus name hallelujah thank you jesus King of us and the. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, with strengthened hands, you can do anything. With strengthened in, strength in hands, you can move from one realm to another. What does it mean to have strong, strengthened hands? It means that whatever your hands touch will prosper. Amen. That's one of the things. Amen. Another thing is that you can get God's work done easily, more easily. Amen. Hallelujah. So God says he's going to strengthen our hands today. And then you put your hand to the plow. Amen. Whatever you want to happen will happen. As long as God put it on the menu. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just trying to pray and see how God wants to do it. Hallelujah. Why don't you turn it up? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.